0: We're going to start off today's review a little bit differently, and that is by reading out a tweet that I think really sums up Chelsea Football Club at the moment. And will kind of summarize what I'm about to talk about after today's defeat to Wolves, and it comes from the great Chelsea youth. He says, you can change the manager, the players, the tactics, sign 75 more South Americans for the future, anything you want. But the malaise that has not just set in but taken over is a cultural shift to a cold transactional business, not a football club with heritage and community. Look at the number of long-serving people, players and staff who have departed the club in the last 18 months or who will be soon. A lifetime of service in some cases. They are not coincidental exits. More will follow. That was posted. It was actually reshared by Chelsea Youth Today. And it was originally posted on the 10th of December of last year. So in nearly two months, it still feels as relevant. Today was an absolute disaster for Mauricio Pochettino. And I would not be stunned if there is a statement of some kind by the club that announces his exit. And the crowd turned today. They turned in a very vocal and obvious way. I don't think all of that turning was specifically about mauricio pochettino but i do think it was a sign of the growing and very present it hasn't just been growing it's been obvious at stanford bridge for the last 18 months some of it i think was directly aimed at the ownership some of it i think was aimed at the players some of it was aimed at mauricio pochettino and i think it is a general feeling that fans have had whatever your kind of priority is or, or where you apportion blame most around chelsea football club at the moment. I think all of it, you know, came to a head today in, in different ways. You know, I think for Pochettino, when he came in, the reason I felt he was the right appointment was to do with the profile of a younger squad. And some of those things that we saw in preseason, I think really encouraged us. And I know people will now look back and go, it's just preseason, it doesn't matter. But I think there were things within there that at least showed signs. And even in the opening few weeks and months of the season that, excited us about the team but it's the thing I said post Liverpool and it's the same thing I'm going to say today I just can't take watching a team who just looks so incompetent and also look petrified on and off the ball again we'll get back to this and my conclusion of today's game is not going to be to scream that the head coach going is going to solve Chelsea's problems because I think I think you're living in a a a previous era of Chelsea Football Club, where you're just living in a fantasy world, hoping that you're going to wake up tomorrow and Chelsea will be fine. To think that that is the only solution, but Pochettino, like any head coach, like I think he admitted himself in the post-match press conference, the last two performances, if we isolate them, which I'm going to do right now, have been atrocious. They've been a, a severe aggression. They have showed a lack of confidence within the players, a lack of structure. Individual errors, yes. Individual performances, but individuals over the collective has been a persistent fear and and problem we have seen so far this season at Chelsea. How Chelsea were so easily bypassed by a Wolves team who looked like they could score at will against Chelsea today. The one exception being, I, I we did score a consolation late on. But when Cole Palmer scored, I mean that was kind of a, a really nice goal, but it felt kind of abnormal within the game. Like the game was them isolating us. Outrunning us, some of the team selection decisions that Pochettino made, I just didn't agree with from the start. It's not even in hindsight. You can watch my preview. I was baffled that Carney chukomeka and Nicholas Jackson both were on the bench rather than starting this game. We can talk about fitness and maybe players weren't ready. I'd like some clarification over that. I don't think it's a good enough excuse, personally. Nicholas Jackson has been back with the team for a couple of days now. This is not a guy who hasn't been playing football and has been out of it. Karni Chukomeka has been back for, I think, nearly a month now in terms of his fitness. And sure, he may have only lasted an hour, but I still think he should have got a start today. And to go with players like Raheem Sterling, who have been woeful of, of late, If to go with players like Conor Gallagher, who sadly has really tailed off and I thought we had another really poor performance today, to keep playing Tiago Silva. I thought he was going to keep playing Tiago Silva, but, you know, that's another thing and another ghost of Chelsea past of persisting with older players and not maybe gauging when is the best time to phase them out. And I think Chelsea were, were exposed in that aspect as well. And... Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At US Border Patrol... Protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and community safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join US Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov It's careers. It, there are so many problems at Chelsea Football Club, you probably feel similar. It's hard to know where to pinpoint it. I thought gary o'neill and wolves put in a brilliant performance i thought they hurt chelsea in all the the ways that you can hurt the chelsea team i think you know you look at the coaching prowess and, and the unity and the collective spirit and the direction that wolves show today you compared to a chelsea team that looks so lifeless hapless scared on the ball out of ideas broken down very easily you know polar opposites and you look at the the expenditure of both of those clubs over the past 12 months just at least I mean and and that that is something that rings a lot of alarm bells and, and will for Pochettino it should for the club and it does to every Chelsea fan when they watch that game how Pedro Neto a player who is not experienced but looked like a player wildly better than our number seven and wildly better than some of the players we've spent a lot of money on who are apparently for the future. Neto is here for the present and he absolutely ripped Chelsea to shreds down that left by beating Ben Chirwell easily and also beating Thiago Silva easily. You know, these are things that I've spoken about before, but the, the lack of value at times within Chelsea in recent years, when I look at players and I compare them to clubs with lesser resources, is staggering. The technical incompetence as well of players, their inability to to control a ball in, in just not even difficult situations when they're under pressure, simple situations, and put themselves in, in danger and the way players are maybe misused and and played in roles that don't really seem to get the best out of them and don't really seem to help Chelsea become a better team is also a prevalent thing. You know, I felt that Pochettino not only hurt himself with the starting lineup that I thought caused problems for him as the game wore on, but then also the lack of substitutions at halftime, I think sent another alarm bell to me after watching that first half where the team were rightly booed off. You know, you look at the the fact Chelsea scored the goal. The one positive today is, again, Cole Palmer, who's now reached 10 league goals for the season. Outstanding for a young player. But he really rises above Chelsea in, in so many ways this year. And that really was hit from an exciting Chelsea point. And from there, how easy it was for Wolves to, to carve Chelsea open, to find themselves on transition, you know, tactically. I know Ollie Glanville's pointed this out in terms of really looking at a team and Chelsea again and again failing to exploit them in ways that are quite obvious to exploit them that teams with lesser resources have done you know you look at Liverpool in midweek who were beaten today by Arsenal Chelsea unable to exploit them in transition there's been other times as well I look at the way we were absolutely incapable of um, exploiting Man United's weaknesses this this again we I can isolate The squad building, the hierarchical kind of incompetence at Chelsea, all of those things that I think Chelsea you've pinpointed that I spoke about at the start. But then also coaching and a team just at a very basic level, not being that good to watch, not causing teams overall problems and not seeming like they're going in a great direction. Again, I, I've I've made this point to try and defend Potch, or or try to in my head look at this season and compare it to others. For me, if we're going with youth, if we're going with inexperience, which you know in some ways is it is an alarming thing that you're going for as a as an approach, but if that's what you have and you accept that that this is a group of players that are going to be nurtured and and grow together, then they have to be offering more. Than at times very reactive football, very safe, cautious football. They don't look like a group of players who are free. They don't look like a group of players who are trying things, experimenting, being progressive. But at times, being caught out, they looked absolutely frightened and petrified even before Wolves scored their second. Those are alarm bells ringing in terms of what the direction is. We talked about discipline this season, but also just responsibility within the group. Um, how that hasn't been fostered within, we're, you know, we're nearly towards the end the end of the season now. It's not like these players have, we're, we're not in August anymore. So the excuse of, well, they need more experience together as a group. We, we've been together as a group for quite a while now. And that in itself is the thing that Pochettino, from a tactical point of view, I spoke about this pre-game, you know, has the Premier League passed him by? That was something that was discussed as a potential concern for Chelsea over the summer. I feel like some of that has been, has unfortunately come true. I think some of the use of players has been confusing. Also some of the misuse of players, or even today again, I mean, Nkunku playing as a number nine and and it looked like early Chelsea were finding him. But I, I just watching Nkunku, in that first half as it dragged on and Chelsea got worse and worse and he would make runs and he'd realise oh wait like they're just not going to pass to me are they and I think he realised okay this this is what I've signed up for and it's it's a classic Chelsea striker thing we have seen for a number of years and um, when the third Cunha goal went in or sorry the, the second Cunha goal the third Wolves goal really did that that's when the crowd turned and I think this is where I get to the the conclusion of my review because I think it does come down to wider things around Chelsea that many people are feeling and I know some people in the comments of recent defeats have gone wide does every defeat have to turn into a doomsday crisis mode talking and, and I and I think that yeah Wednesday for me did feel like it went a little bit it felt a little bit silly at that because we were coming up against Liverpool at Anfield but here today felt a lot more relevant wolves haven't won in the premier league uh, for how long it may be their first time ever um the nature of how easy it was the fact that chelsea actually have been quite decent at home if you look at their record since the defeat to brentford back in october and the the manner of it as well the incompetence of it the the ease to which wolves brushed past chelsea today looking like a team that chelsea wished they were <laughs> you know it was and those are things that I think spark the Roman Abramovich chance. I think those are the things that that spark a lot of ire and anger and frustration towards the ownership of this club and why I think Chelsea, Youth and others, are right to point out the mass turnover in personnel, the mass turnover in, in squad and backroom staff and coaching staff within that time is freakish. It's abnormal. And it's why sacking Pochettino may give you a short dopamine hit. It may bring in someone that gives you personally a bit of what you want from a chelsea head coach whether that is a nice soundbite from a press conference whether that is a short boost in in results but i do think it is moving around decks on a titanic i think the iceberg i mean whether we have hit the iceberg or not i I, i'd like to think we already have hit the iceberg but i'm not quite sure but you know i don't i personally don't think that the problem here lies solely with a head coach um, because the squad it you know, I think logic has to come in here. If you're arguing and you are frustrated and, and couldn't believe they sacked Thomas Tucker in 2022, you can't believe some of the decisions they've made in the transfer window. You can't believe that they have gone into a season so heavily recruiting inexperienced players and not balancing it out with players in their prime, older players, wiser heads. If, if you're concerned about the people behind those decisions, then how can you be certain that sacking Pochettino and bringing someone in... I think sacking Pochettino within this is a little bit irrelevant whether you do or don't. I mean, you could justify it based on recent performances. But my concern, and I think some other people's concerns is, well, what happens after that? Where does the buck stop? If Pochettino gets the blame, but then the people who who appointed him, who sacked Graham Potter, who sacked Tuchel in the first place, but especially over the previous summer, bought a load of players, didn't sign contracts of players who were quite big for us and they moved on if those people don't hold any accountability then i don't see how things change and i think that the problem is you know talking about a cold transactional business i it so rings true when you go to stanford bridge it feels like a hollow shallow place and i know a lot of rivals have said that for a number of years but i say this as a chelsea fan and i think other people would as well when i'm turning up there and I've rallied against the the stuff that the outrage about sponsorship and things like that because I think that at the end of the day what we're talking about is what happens on the pitch and at the end of the day that that is what matters but you know I think when fans see reality TV stars coming on before a game when they see things that just look so tone deaf come across so tone deaf and it feels like a very cold transactional business you know, and it doesn't appreciate the community or, or what the club is or doesn't seem to understand how you make a successful club and being so self-assured that this is the direction that's going to work. You know, with no kind of transparency, we hear so much about Chelsea's project, but all of it comes through briefs. All of it comes through secondhand info. And it feels like a slap in the face at times that fans aren't communicated with enough. And I think that, unfortunately today will probably keep happening because this is the mess we've created so i i'm kind of i'm not as angry i think anchor went a long time ago you know it's interesting someone around my season ticket you know area and he stand up and we, we just they were walking past me and we sort of looked at each other and sort of just chuckled in sort of disbelief and i was like i think we both agreed same old same old and and unfortunately although there were some things about today that were new there are a lot of things when Chelsea fail currently that feel very, very familiar. And I think at the end of the day, that's where I come to the to the conclusion for me that I don't think a club statement about Pochettino is going to be the thing that changes everything. Um, I, I think that when the strategy, when the approach is so broken, when it has been broken, when it hasn't built a squad capable to compete seriously in this league, even at a Champions League qualifying level not even you know not even like beyond that and when we you know these quotes of Chelsea the previous ownership not being particularly well run from people who work at the club they just look like farcical quotes and they've come back to bite these owners in a big big way and I think rightly so because they spoke with such self-assuredness but then to go on and see what we have in the past 18 months is, is demoralizing. You've taken a club, you know, I had major criticisms. There's video evidence and written evidence. I had major criticisms of the previous ownership. I still stand by a lot of those criticisms because, you know, I was speaking in the context of the time and I also think that a lot of those things were relevant criticisms at the time. I don't think all of those are null and void. The problem is they've come in and created a whole new set of problems and taken Chelsea below even where we were before and probably have put us in a situation where getting back to even where we were before is going to take longer. So today was bad. I think Pochettino as a coach is going to be facing a lot of severe questions in terms of the way he approaches this team, the way he utilizes or doesn't utilize certain players, how hapless the team has looked when they go into difficult situations. That is on a coach. Why do players look so lifeless and and without um idea of how to get back into a game, you know, when Chelsea fall behind and and unfortunately this was a thing we saw regularly last season. How quickly they run out of ideas. The 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 depth to Chelsea as a team. Again, I think I said this almost a year ago after we lost to Tottenham with Graham Potter. I I accused that Chelsea team of being very shallow. I'm going to accuse this Chelsea team of being very shallow as well, and I mean shallow, not just in terms of character, in terms of their toolkit, in terms of their ability to break down low blocks or deal with moments within games or players stepping out and 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 doing risky things you know there is very little for fans to cling on to and go yeah i can i can see where this is that we we get brief glimpses of that you know you have the aston villa performance where i thought that was a a pretty decent performance but then you walk into two games where it it reverts to just absolute nothingness and chelsea are battered two times in a space of five days how can you expect fans to turn around and go all oh, right, that's okay. It's just building blocks. It's not, you know, even under Lampard, there would be dramatic lows in the 1920 season, but there would also be some nice highs. You know, it, it, that team still felt like it had some energy to it. This group of players, I mean, the cup final tickets go on sale tomorrow. I think that most Chelsea fans will probably do what they do because it's a cup final and Chelsea fans want to be there. But I do wonder if there's some fans sort of looking at that and going, is there even a point of me turning up? Because will these players turn up? Is Pochettino a good enough coach to put us in a situation to even seriously compete with Liverpool? Or from a tactical point of view, are we going to even be in a place to exploit some of the weaknesses they have? How can you have any confidence over the past couple of days? So whatever happens over the next week, I you know, I'm we could, I could do a reaction video 24 hours of Pochettino being sacked, but am I going to sit here and go, wow, what a big shock? No, no, probably not. And I don't think anyone else should, right? But I'm also not going to be sat here and go, this is a brave new era for Chelsea because it's not. And um, it's just very sad. It's it's sad. I don't think, I do want to make this point as well. Me sitting here and, and not making this a Pochettino out video is not me accepting mediocrity. It's not me accepting what's happened over the past 18 months, all right? I get as depressed as every one of you, right? And it makes these videos very hard to do. That's why I like to crack a joke sometimes during these videos because you have to try and be lighthearted about Chelsea at the moment. You know, the meme potential of Chelsea being crap is pretty high, but I'd I'd rather no mean potential around Chelsea. I'd rather just just winning, and I'd rather see a team that I'm proud of. I'm right. Ra- I'd rather be in a situation where 24 hours after the Liverpool game, I'm not looking at a mascot being left alone in the centre of the Anfield pitch and then no one at the club taking responsibility and a few days later our head coach absolving the players of blame again that was something I didn't cover on the channel this week but you know those small things I think tell a bigger story and they're a symptom of a wider problem of a club that has just completely lost its way and I'm not sure the people in charge know how to find their way back Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this show. If you're a Chelsea fan and you want more carefree content, please do hit that subscribe button. Really helps the channel out, as well as the like button and sharing it around with friends so more people can get involved in the community. And you can follow Son of Chelsea across socials at Son of Chelsea on TikTok, on Instagram, and on X. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.